Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Pastor Stewart. Yes, Pastor Sam. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. You know, the, the, the first time I met you, <laughs> we were across a desk. It was also white. In the School of Architecture. Tell us about it. What happened, man? What are you doing here? Hmm? Huh? I also don't know how I got here. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, so Pastor Sam was my lecturer in the School of Architecture. Wow. And he was such a good lecturer. Wow. Oh. Of course, those of you who know Invitation and Challenge, on the scale of challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the truth. Uh, let's, let's just say you broke the scale. <laughs> but yes, he was such, he is such a good lecturer in the School of Architecture. Wow. So, how do you end up here? Architecture, School of Architecture, student, lecturer. But I should be asking you the same question. Hey. How did you end up here? <laughs> it's God. It's only God. Wow. Yeah. This is just an encouragement to someone out there. You've, you've placed your career at such a high level of significance. And career is good. Yeah, but I just wanted to, I just want to encourage someone in here. If God, being, being a doctor, being a lawyer, being an architect, doesn't prevent you from serving God. Mm. And, and people, people see you on the guitar here. I think, oh, you're a guitarist. There, is, there is a story to the guitar. The guitar did not start from church. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. So I used, I used to be, I used to play, I used to play in bars, I used to play hey. at weddings. Yes, all my stories are true. <laughs> <laughs> but like you've said, um, even as we start, I'd just like to thank Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari because I would, I would have been in a bar right now playing or preparing for a gig for Saturday coming up. Hey. If it were not for them, to invite me into a life of significance. I remember I joined Worship Harvest in 2000, 2016 into 2017. Mm -hmm. And a few months down the road, Apostle Mose gave Pastor Elizabeth. Pastor Elizabeth is my lovely wife. Ooh, greetings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. hey. Elizabeth Narongo. Banagi. Don't so, leave me behind. I send greetings to Pastor Anne. The short version. So the, the, the pastor of Worship Harvest mm -hmm. gave us a lift after service. We were in shock. Up to home. Up to home. We did not apply for the ones to get the lift that week. We I don't know, I was just amazed. I was not on the... <laughs> I was so amazed by his humility and, and it was revealed more and more every time that I interacted with him on the music team. Very, he just yearns for everyone to grow. You cannot be around him and Pastor Arian stay the same. You cannot. I was tricked out of architecture. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Tricked out of the bars. Aren't you glad? Yeah. And out of, out of trying to make small, small money at weddings. But I, I give God so... I don't know. I, I can't give thanks enough because I feel alive. Yeah. I yeah. feel alive. Thank you so much, Apostle. Thank you, Pastor Ari, for looking at us and seeing significance in, yes. in people who see nothing. Come on, just, just put your hands together. Yeah. 
Thank you so, 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 so yeah, much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And now, you not only came into the church, but now you've planted a church. Come on now. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm What's telling with you. that? I'm telling you. God has been so good. God has been so, so good. <laughs> wow. So uh, um, on 1st August, yes. 1st August we launched Worship Harvest Shira. Mm. Hey, Come on. Make some noise. All right. I know there are so many Worship Harvest Shira members watching right now. There are some of them in the room. I send you greetings, people of God. Mm-hmm. We started out with 174 people. Come on now. One seven. Yeah. Of course, they lent us some of the people from Zone 5 were planted by Nalia. Yeah, greetings which to is Pastor Ari. Led by Pastor Ari. Yeah. Yes, 174 people. So excited. And then now we are 470. So we thank God for that. In how long? From 1st August up to woo, now. Woo, woo, woo. Yes. 1st August. 1st yeah. August. Two months. Yeah. Two months. Guys. <laughs> Mafuta. Mafuta. Yeah. Pastor Sam, no, no. First tell us, tell us, I know that, yes, you're still a lecturer. Yes. But I know the Lord has done the work in you. The Lord <laughs> has done. Tell, tell us, tell us, how is ministry? I know that you're also leading a church right now. How is it? Wow, it's glorious. It's glorious, yeah. You know, one of the, one of the verses which I really love, is Psalm 65, verse 4. It says, Blessed is the man whom you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. And then it says, We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. You know, there is goodness in the house of God. But to be satisfied with it, you have to come in. God draws you. And the fact that you're here, God has drawn you. Yes. Yes. Now you may be drawn in, but you're like, uh, I mean, I came with my packed lunch here. <laughs> no. So, it's been such a delightful journey. Wow. How many are you? How many are you? Hey. <laughs> These people may think that, that so, you're like us. You've, you've <laughs> So you've had the story, you've had the testimonies. This morning, we're just actually, by the today, we're just building upon what we've learned today. That we are stewarding a revival. Yes. We are stewarding a revival. And how do you steward a revival? We're in the midst of a revival. So, at, at this time last year, Worship Harvest in Tebe, the fledgling Worship Harvest in Tebe, the long-suffering worship of St. <laughs> had like had exactly 111 people on the database. Last, as of today, there are 835 people. Hey! Hey! So, wow. we are in a revival. God is doing a work in us. Now that we know we are in a revival, what should we do? How should we behave? You know, Pastor Sam, when you gave that testimony, I just thought to myself, it's amazing that many times God can be doing such an amazing work, and yet some people are waiting for him to start. (laughs) God can be doing such an amazing work in our midst, and yet the children of the house are still waiting for him to start moving. Yeah. Pastor Kalanzi gave an amazing testimony this morning. You know, mm. 13 year olds leading zones of 800, 800 people. people. I remember going to Grace City Church in Impiji and meeting a five year old MC leader called Akram. Five year old. Five years old. Akram is serving the Lord. These are uncommon things. These things don't happen every day. No. No. 
But this is to encourage someone that if you're still waiting, pay attention to the things that are happening. Pay attention to the things that are happening. They are not no more. It is not common to have 5,000% to grow. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it is not common. It is not common. It is not common. It is it's important for us to understand the season we are in. You don't want to be the person 10 years down the road and you're still booking a seat in worship of Esnalia. Hey! When people have been sent to nations, Chivinho. people have, have taken territory and you're still booking a seat. <laughs> you're, not an MC, you're not even a huddle leader. And perhaps you've even donated it and had it written on donated by the family <laughs> of... <laughs> so just in case, let's dig into the word. Let's dig into the word. Acts, Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 6 is where we're going to look at this thing of how do you steward a revival. Pastor Stewart, you are the, the one who has been in school you know, More I, recent than my so so <laughs> Just to warn you a little bit, mm-hmm. I am not exactly known for my English around this <laughs> But let us give it a go. <laughs> but you have your papers from McKinley. You know, these things, mm. these things are mysterious anyway. <laughs> so Acts chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Now in those days, When the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Thank you. Which days are we talking about? Now, in those days, the days of the revival, The Holy Spirit days. This is the place, the time at which the Holy Spirit had been poured out. The disciples are multiplying. By the way, it didn't say converts right there. Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying. Are the disciples those ends where you lead multiplying? They are multiplying. Yes. Yeah, then these are the days. Hmm? Those days of multiplication. What happened? There arose a complaint. Every time the disciples multiply, complaints Complaints. arise. (laughs) Do you know why complaints arise? It is simple because you and your sister and, and your two cousins, you've known each other for a long time. Mm, yes. You'll be 40, you're okay. <laughs> now, when the, multi, when, the, when the disciples multiply, someone who prefers house is also around. <laughs> so, there arose a complaint because... Pastor Roxy told us in the morning that the, the revival is not for a given race yes. or a nation yes. or a family. Yes. So be prepared. Now we are learning to speak Swahili. Yes. Kenya, Rwanda. Mm. You know, like it's, it's mission critical. Because if your cluster, if you lead, you're soon you're going to lead a cluster hey, in it, South Sudan, it, you have to speak some language. You can't just go and speak Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. So, the, hip, the numbers grew. And we're in the midst of a revival. You had from, from 70 to 6,000. Wow. From 100 to 2,000. All of that is happening. The other day, they told us the numbers of downtown. 
soon becoming 5,000 from like hey, 300. Hey, yes, yes. So, multiplication. As for multiplication, it is going to happen. Because God said, they shall not diminish. I will mm. increase them. They shall not diminish. I'll glorify them. Yes. They shall not be small. So, picture the apostles. Picture this church. It has grown. It has expanded. It is actually, it says right there that when the number of the disciples was oh, multiplying. multiplying. Yes. It, you know, you can read that mentally and always read that when the number of disciples had multiplied. And so you're waiting for your hard mm. moment had mm. multiplied. So now to, to say, well, cut now, we can't. Yeah. No, it was multiplying. Yes. It's a continuous process. Yes. There was a complaint. So if, the num- if, com- if you're having complaints, it probably is good because the number of disciples is multiplying. Um, it's an indicator. It's an indicator. Mm. Key performance indicator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what happened? Next verse. Says that there, there, then, I warned you, then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. I don't know. Do you, do you have that? Give me that scripture in, was it NLT? In the NLT. This is quite interesting. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. Hey! Hey! <laughs> How are you spending your time? Are your disciples bullying you into running a food program instead of teaching the word? <laughs> <laughs> we are apostles. Yes. We apostles should spend our time. <laughs> you have time. Everybody gets 24 hours. Yes. Galileo Galilee got 24 hours. Albert Einstein got 24. Isaiah got 24. Yes. Jack Bauer got to you. You also get hey! 24. Yes, that is so true. You know, we're reading this book, Prayer, by, by David Yongicho. And he said that every day we each get 96 segments of 15 minutes. 96 15 minute segments. And that if you think about it, that's a lot of opportunities to pray. So, are you running a food program? Or are you spending time teaching the word of God and praying? Like, I'm speaking mostly to leaders here. This scripture seems to say these two Contrasts. If you're not spending time praying, then you're running a food program. Yes. Which university did you go to? (laughs) So, the apostles said, look, growth is going to bring its complications. It has brought this one. Suddenly, Apostle Mose always says, this is the least busy mm. you're going to be. If you, if you continue growing at, at your, your rate of growth, yes. this is the least busy your life is going to be. So if my life right now can barely find a moment to pray, mm. then Ceteris Paribas all factors remain constant. I'm, I'm explaining for, for Pastor Paul. 
All factors remain in constant. Yeah. So, just settle it, settle it, settle it, settle it. So what do these guys do? They said, guys, select people who are going to take care of these things. As for me, as for us, apostles, as for me, missional community leader, as for me, Zono pastor. Yes. The New King James Version says that it is not desirable. For who? For the apostles, but also for the people they are serving. Yes. Like, it's, it's not good. If we come and serve tables, we are not helping you. We are going to remain as 17 here. We're not helping. You are not stewarding the revival. Yes. And these guys knew something. Yes. These guys knew. Because they said, as apostles, they were confident in the fact that they were called and they were chosen for this task. You see, sometimes the reason we don't Pastor Stuart. Yes, please. You're leading a church. So you say to me, I want you to lead this zone. Yes. I may look at that as I'm helping you, Pastor Stuart. Mm -hmm. So that's why I cannot have this attitude of, you know what? My time is best spent praying. These guys had been commissioned. Yes. They knew it. And so, this whole notion that I am helping the pastor, I am, you read the scripture, it says, blessed is the man you choose. Who chooses? God. Yes. God called you. It is God who called you. And so, the best way to serve him is to serve the people and the mission that he's called you to is to connect with him through word and prayer. Yes. You know, Pastor Sam, when you are when you're speaking, um, a thought came to mind in connection with what Pastor Roxy told us. If we think the revival is just for us, that mm -hmm. it's it's for us, just it's stopping here. People have multiplied, this is it. Then we're going to be derailed into running that food program. But when we have the understanding that the thing that we have been given is for the seven billion people. We know that there is no resource in my own strength mm, mm. that I can bring to the table. Yeah. I have to trust the one who started this work. Mm. Who is the Holy Spirit? Mm. In my own strength, I cannot achieve that mandate. You know, Apostle Mose likes to say that you only you only think you can, you know, provide for your vision if it's too small. Mm. If it's too small, if you, if you can, you know, conjure up a budget, come and say, yes, I have it covered. You know, I'm going to take my 15 members <laughs> <laughs> on mission. Mm. That is the, the mission program for the whole year. That is covered. If you have yeah. confidence in your own resources and you don't have any reason whatsoever to trust God with the thing he has called you to do, then perhaps you're limiting what God has called you to do. Yeah. When we understand the extent, the urgency, the mandate that God has given to us, the yes. privilege yes. that worship harvest, we have been given the privilege of stewarding the revival. Yes. This amount of anointing on this one house, mm. if we understand, then we shall move from, from delegating prayer to other people. You know, you know, sometimes we flip it. We say, okay, okay, the work mm -hmm. is a lot. Now, let us get five people to be praying as we do the work. Yeah. You know, the intercessors group, then you have... So you switch it. You switch it. Instead of being like the disciples who say, you know, they say... We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God. So our, ours is like this. Ours sometimes is like this. You say, 
we apostles hmm, should first take care of the food program while the intercessors take time in the word and prayer. Because many times, if we understood the value hmm. of the word of God, if we understood the value of the anointing, then I guess many people who are self-employed would have closed their shops and been here right now. But perhaps they are not here today because they have not yet understood Amen. that while they think their clients can't wait, there is something that is setting them up for a lifetime that Amen. they are missing out Amen. on. Amen. Amen. Something God is setting them up for generations to come Amen. that their daily income today will never achieve. Amen. Amen. Yes. So I remember this, Pastor Bethry said this, that every time you have to choose between the spiritual and the physical thing, when you have the choice, choose the, the spiritual, spiritual thing. Let's continue. So I hope you have persuaded you that God called you. God is the one who selected you. You serve under a person appointed by God, but God called you. Yes. And your best bet, your, your best system of stewarding what God has given you is through the ministry of the word and prayer. Not the doing things, doing things, doing things. The Bible says in um, 2 Corinthians 4.1 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 4.1 that um, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of, of God. God. So you see the other thing you're stewarding are the mysteries of God. We were told yesterday that the Holy Spirit reveals mysteries to us. And our role is to steward them. So, how did the apostles deal with this situation? Acts 6. Right here. So, we're going to go to verse 4. So, in verse 3, of course, they appoint people. They lay their hands on them. They commission them. Appoint people. Appoint people to give you time to pray. These are, of course, faithful people. Verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of, of the, the word. word. Keywords. We, we, of course, the first one, but this is what they chose to do. We will give ourselves continually. Continually. Continually is different from occasionally, monthly, fortnightly, annually. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What does this look like in your life? What does continual continual giving of yourself to prayer look like in your life? What does it look like for you in whatever space you're leading, in whatever space you're serving in? Because if we don't continually give ourselves to prayer, the, the, the alternative is the one of trying to like to sort everything out. And I've learned a secret. I discovered this this year. Yes. That at 4 a.m., no one is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. So when, you, when, when I, I pray at 4 a.m., I can pray without any interruption. Yes. 8 a.m. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So practically, guys, we've already been taught go to bed early. 
Wake up early. Like create room, create time, create margin in your life to devote yourself, to give yourself. You know it says we will give yes. ourselves. Yes. We will give. Our, it is you. It's not the, 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 it's not nobody else is going to take you captive. You have to decide yes. and do. You make a choice. And this choice, by the way, seems like the, the, like it's a foolish choice. Man, we have a crisis. No. They said, we will give ourselves. Yes. To someone who might be, you know, a bit discouraged, you've tried this thing. You know, Bishop Doug says that for a Christian, you have to pray at least for one hour a day. Are there any Christians in the house? Hey! For a Christian, you have to pray for at least one hour. Now, it's possible that the first time you, you tried, you know, you had a whole list of things. You mm -hmm. gave yourself to this thing called prayer. Yes. Hey! You know, your right leg started to shake. And before you knew it, it was 15 minutes. <laughs> I remember the first time I tried one hour, you know. Mm. I, I, I had not yet been told, you know, we have been told that put on a bit of music mm. or pray through scripture, pray through a sermon, and then you'll be able to pray for longer. The first time I tried to pray for one hour, mm -hmm. I knelt down on my, <laughs> got down on my knees. <laughs> At the beginning. At the beginning of the prayer. Okay. Very devoted. Heart bent low in humility on my knees. Suffice to say, a few hours later, I woke up. <laughs> and continued, and resumed. And continued. <laughs> But sometimes it's simply wisdom. The things that, the instructions that we have received, put on music and pray. You know, put on a sermon, listen to it and pray through it. Mm. Because you might be having the desire, but you simply don't know exactly how to do, how to go about it. Yeah. But there is wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Put on, you know, get through a psalm and pray through it. We have been seeing the people praying here, praying mm. through the psalms. Yes. And then you'll see that you're growing that muscle. Because I don't think you're going to go from five minutes to five hours. You might just mm -hmm. be discouraged as you try out. Via 17 minutes. Via se <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yet we see that these apostles who walked with Jesus, mm. they touched him. Yes. They felt, they, they, they walked with the Son of God, you know. Mm. The Holy Spirit came upon them. They saw great increase. And yet, while the multiplication was happening, mm. and they needed hands-on in different departments, mm. the one thing that they chose to prioritize was still the word of God yes. and prayer. Yes. And prayer. The one thing they refused to delegate. The one thing they refused to delegate. The one thing they said, this one, we will not surrender. Prayer and the ministry of the word. the word, teaching the word, teaching the word, and praying. It is interesting that you cannot tell Pastor Sam, Pastor Sam Omani, mm -hmm. this afternoon I have I have a client a meeting. Take it out for three hours. Tujakuwa la next week. Be interesting. Take it put for me three hours. You know, I'm not around this afternoon, but put for me three hours. Income stream. Income stream. I, I will, I will, you know, <laughs> I will lay it up. No. But it is it's understanding the importance. Hmm. You know, we have been taught over and over and over again that the word of God is the most precious inheritance that we have. Hmm. But you see, I can give um, personal experience. There are moments when I've caught myself thinking, ha, am I, am I really sure my father didn't leave me anything before dying? My earthly father, not... Mm -hmm. not mm. You know, what if, what if my, I get a call one day 
and someone tells me, say Bombo, ha, your father left this title, said when you get to 40, mm-hmm. you come and pick it. Yes. You know, there are those, those things where you're saying, ha, maybe a few acres, they may be hiding there. Mm. He put something for me in a safety box. And God just grabs me and tells me, dude, mm-hmm. that means you don't really believe mm. that my word is the most precious thing that I left with you. Yes. Wow. You don't wow. really understand. Wow. One way in which, one way that shows whether you really believe this stuff or you don't, mm. you know, think about where you place your value in terms of inheritance. Are you still waiting for that mysterious call from your relative to tell you you have like a certain thing somewhere? Or you rejoice knowing that the word of God has everything that you need? Do you? Do you know? Do you really believe? Now, this is interesting. Because one would think, one would think that when the word of God, you know, when, when people refused to run the food program and focused on teaching the word, probably some of the Hellenists would have fallen away or things like that. But verse 7 says something very interesting. Acts 6 verse 7. You know, after, after them delegating these things and saying no, for us, we are going to give ourselves to the ministry, to prayer and the ministry of the word. Verse 7 says this. Then the word of God spread. Wow. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. Again. Multiplied wow. greatly wow. in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. This takes us back to that thing of understanding mm. that the revival is not just for us. Yeah. Because if you are thinking about, if we are still thinking about the multiplication that is yet to come, mm. then we will know where to put our time. Amen. Yes. What I like is that word there. Then, then yes. the word of God spread. Yes. Once they took that decision and implemented it, then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied, multiplied greatly. greatly. Pastor B3, you are welcome. Guys, don't you love these these men of God? (laughs) Come on! Wow! Uh, Pastor Sam and Pastor Stuart, who we like to call Bishop, I was whispering to Apostle Moses that I think even him, he knew what he was doing when he put these two together. The moment I saw their names, I started laughing. I was ready for a treat and they have not disappointed. They have been able to deliver the word of God with such power and clarity, but with joy, right? Can we give them some more love? We are so good. I, I just had such a good time uh, listening to you guys teach and even the portion of scripture that you chose today. And, and really, first of all, the, the, the idea and the truth, I even quickly texted, I went on my WhatsApp, I'm so sorry, I just felt like I couldn't wait to go to the mission leaders group of downtown and say, guys, it has to settle in your hearts that God called you. Because that's where you began. Yes. And, and you stayed there for a while. Because I think until it settles in our hearts, and sometimes you can think God called the leader. I am helping. Mm. That will then determine my priorities. Because how I see myself in this revival will then determine what I do and therefore what I am able to also steward. So those of you watching online, those of you in the room, (coughs) do you really believe that God called you? God uses men and women to appoint, to recognize, to to give us responsibility, but he's the one who calls. When they were praying, the apostles at some point when they are praying, they're having a prayer meeting, and the Lord comes and says, separate to me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work for which I have called them. But he used men to separate those men. But it was God who called them. When God calls Saul as a king, 
he uses the prophet Samuel. But now if, if Saul thinks it's Samuel who has made him king, hmm. it's not. God is using a man. Yeah. But yeah. God called you. And that has to settle in your heart because once that settles in our hearts, then we know what the priority becomes. The priority becomes the one who called me. Because that's what we essentially see. The disciples are saying, oh, there is an increase of a harvest and it can become a distraction. And therefore the increase can stop because what brought the increase in the first place was we gave ourselves to prayer. We gave ourselves to the word. And then there was increase. Now when the increase came, we got distracted and started chasing the increase. And when we start to chase the increase, there is no more increase because the very thing that creates the increase, we have ignored. And the truth is, guys, we are prone to get distracted. Especially in a season like this when there is increase. We start to feel like it's now our responsibility to run a food program. <laughs> in fact, you start getting calls from places that look like promotion. That then can become a distraction from the very thing that brings the promotion. The LC chairman is always calling you. And you feel that you are the one who must go. So as you guys were teaching, the first thing I wrote down was, I was called. I must know who called me. Do you know and do you believe worship harvest? You as an individual. Yes, worship harvest has been given a mandate. As, but who is worship harvest? It is you. It is me. So then suddenly when you hear, like now the, the, one of the mandates we have as a ministry, because if the anointing is on the head, it flows down, is to break the back of poverty. That's part of a mark of the revival. When that is true for me, and I see that even me have been called to break the back of poverty, I start to manage my finances in a certain way because I have been called. It's not that Apostle Moses has been called and I'm helping him. No. Because he has been called and I am under him, I have been called. So I I start to deal like Apostle Moses with my finances. Yes. I do my savings, I do my investments, I tithe, I become ridiculously generous. You you understand? And I am so happy with those who are following me up. Because guess what? I have been called to break the back of poverty because I am in worship harvest. Are you understanding? Yes. When, 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 When we say that we've been called for a great harvest in our generation, it means I have now also been called to be an evangelist. So I stop disturbing my missional leader and thinking there are fewer anointed. I figure out, so how do we do evangelism? I start reading books. I start finding out. I go with those who are already ahead of me. I pray about it. Why? I have believed that I have been called to that thing. But what happens is we exclude ourselves. We say, eh, yeah, worship harvest has been called. But okay, me, I don't know. Me, I'm not ready. I'm still on a journey. Have you heard those statements? Yes. I'm on a journey. I'm in a season. I feel my season is over. I feel the season is coming to an end. Can you be uncalled? There are things you cannot delegate. So the first thing is settle it that you are called. You. Then it, you will not be a burden because in fact you will become an annoyance in a good way to your the person above you because you're like we need to accelerate I've been called imagine if all of us believe that we are called every mission or community member every leader suddenly there is a certain urge anakazo, it becomes crazy everyone is switched on but the problem here is that some of us do not believe we are called because when you see when the disciples decide not to get distracted, they don't just choose random people. They choose men full of the Holy Spirit to manage the tables. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Full of the Holy Spirit, anointed of good reputation. Yes. So it's showing you that everyone was called. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some who, because they were at the forefront of the mission, there are things that they knew. And leaders, listen, many of us leaders need to learn this. Learn to delegate. What must be delegated? That's how you raise other leaders. But we become so 
self-contained. Like you are the one who does all the reports. You're the one who leads all the meetings. You're the one who goes on frontier. In fact, if they don't go, you go alone by yourself for the frontier and report. You do all the evangelism. You do. Where, where are the anointed men of good reputation who you can appoint over some affairs? And all you need to do is single them out because they are there, but they are waiting for you to say, you handle this, you handle that. Because leadership is leading through others. And that is one of the things that increases revival. When you hand over, because you're empowering others, then also them, they have to get to a place as increase comes, they must hand over. Because the more increase you have, the more you must dedicate time to prayer and the word. Not the other way around. The bigger this movement gets, Apostle Moses must then keep increasing his time in prayer and the word, not in becoming busy with people for the sake of the movement. He will get to a point where maybe he spends three quarters of his time doing only prayer and the word because how, do you, how is he going to lead one million people strategically? By calling for a meeting and threatening them. How do you lead a million people? How do you need a nation? How do you know what's happening in Kabera Maido when you're leading? As you're sitting here, how do you know what is actually happening in Kabera Maido? You go into the spirit and God will show you where there is no limitation. You are called. That's what these men of God have told us. The second thing they've told us is that there are things we cannot delegate. The thing is that the things we cannot delegate are not usually screaming for our attention. Did you see prayer and the word shouting for attention in the scripture here? What were the complaints about? Food. Food. Tables. Yeah. It was, it's, it's usually, it's not, you're not, you're not finding people calling that, guys, we're not spending enough time in prayer. In fact, when you call for the 5 a.m. prayer, what happens when you call for a party in your MC compared to 5 a.m. prayer? Hey, am I talking at all? <laughs> when you call for the party, people bring neighbors. <laughs> when you call for 5 a.m. prayer, the spirit is willing. <laughs> but the flesh is weak. <laughs> I'm going to end with this. One time Apostle Moses was teaching us leaders, I think location pastors, and he told us that we have to understand the vertical and the horizontal. The vertical cannot be delegated. Relationship with God, relationship with your disciple, cannot be, you, can, you think about it, you can't send someone on your behalf to relate with your disciple because you are very busy. But everything else that's vertical, you can actually delegate. You can delegate, you can delegate, you can delegate, you can find other people to make the thing run. But you have to know what are the priorities and start actually making them the priorities because these guys said, we are going to give. When you say you've given yourself to something, what does it mean? Where what day you? Where what day you? Oh, no, thank you so much, Pastor Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Where what day you? You have, you, there's, a, there's a, a completeness about it. There is a resolve. There is a sold outness. The, the other version says we will devote ourselves to prayer. Like we are single-minded, we understand we will not get distracted. There are things that we cannot distract ourselves from and those are two things. Are they too many to remember? No. What are they? They are two. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. How do you know you've prioritized something? Indicators of prioritizing. You, 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 how much time you give to them? How much money you spend on them? How much you talk about them? That you said, because you see planning, is, you see that there are, are they four C's that we learned long ago, calendar, which is time, cash, conversation, and contemplation. There are four. Ka calendar, cash, conversation, contemplation. You spend, spend time thinking about them, you talk about them a lot, you give them time, real, real time allocated on your calendar that can't be touched, and you spend money on those things. Prioritize. Give yourself. Not once, not twice. Continually means every single day. There must be time on our, on our calendar for prayer and the word.
Worship harvest. God is calling us deeper. This has been the message the whole year. And the fact that he's still telling it to us means that we are not yet doing it. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. And then delegate. So it's believe that you've been called. Prioritize and give yourself to prayer and the word and delegate and work through others. Are those things complicated from what they've taught us today? That is part of stewarding a revival. How do we continue increasing? By, by prioritizing what is supposed to be prioritized, what causes increase. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're watching us today or you're in the room here and you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life, the truth is you're missing out. When you look at us here, do we look like we are suffering? Do we look like our lives are so difficult? No. We are having a good time and we are not intoxicated. <laughs> yes. On a, on a Wednesday afternoon, we have received the one who gives life meaning. Who gives life meaning. And we want to share him with you. His name is Jesus. And he wants to come into your life today. Today is the best day for salvation. It's so simple. You just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Confess with your mouth that he is and you're born again. So if you're the one watching today or you're here in the room and you want to say yes to Jesus today, I want you to just pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. Welcome to the family of God. Yes, welcome. Would you please send us a message on the number on your screen, 0775 We have a pastor who has that phone and is waiting to interact with you and connect you to a loving family. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, help me appreciate Pastor Stuart and Pastor Sam who have taught so powerfully today. We look forward to hanging out with you again at 5 p.m. on the same channels, in the same room as we continue our Holy Spirit week in Word Alive. It's time for revival. There is an open heaven and you will not miss out. See you later. You are blessed. Bye-bye. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.